Welcome to episode 139 of CGM's Pixels and Ink podcast. I'm joined by the usual cast of characters. To my right is Mr. Phil Brown. That's me. That is you. And to my left is Wayne Santos. Drinking Diet Coke. Drinking Diet yeah. Coke. After the choice push- of gamers everywhere. After pushing the, yeah. the Pepsi button. Yeah, because that's the way it works around here is that if you want Diet Coke, you have to select Diet Pepsi on the vending machine. Yeah, where hamburgers because eat you. Somebody is purposefully misstocking the drinks. They are doing it now just yeah. on purpose, just to mess with people. It's odd. I think everything else is correct. It's just a diet. Yeah, Coke, diet it Pepsi. took me a few weeks to get that system down, but yeah, now now I've got it. So, all right, so we'll just jump in right to it with the news. Okay, who's going to do the news? You You're going to do. Okay, the fine. News. Then. Who does the news every week? All right, there's there's actually a fair amount of stuff. Most there of it is. actually coming out of Microsoft because mm-hmm. yes. they had like a big event and they were announcing a lot of things. Um, this isn't exactly gamer related news, but this affects most people with computers. So it's like you know, if you have you know, Windows 8 or Windows 7, Ew. then Windows you can 8. upgrade oh. to Windows 10 for free. Yeah, w- for the first year. Oh, exciting. Okay, yeah. So it's only the first year you get for free? Yeah, it's it's not oh. forever, but yeah, they're saying for the first year anyway, you'll they'll actually let you upgrade for free. So I I avoided Windows 8 like the plague and I stuck with Windows 7. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to wait on this until I hear what they're saying about how broken or not Windows 10 is, mm-hmm. but if it's a free upgrade, then yeah, I might go for it. Yeah. After the year, you either have to pay or go back to a different operating yeah, system. Something like that. And if yeah. you try and go back to 8, it'd probably be a huge pain in the ass, but people will just end up paying the money to upgrade. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But then, you know, it's like apparently there are out there some businesses that are still running on Windows XP because they just never saw a need to upgrade. Windows 98, baby. Yeah. Windows so, 98. So there we go. Um in other Windows but gaming-related news, uh, Microsoft has now also announced that they're pretty much ripping off Sony with the whole remote play thing, mm-hmm. and they're doing one more, you know, they're, they're going one step further and saying, you'll be able to stream your Xbox One games to any Windows 10 device. Mm. So whether it's your desktop computer, your Surface tablet, or, you know, your smartphone, you'll be able to play Xbox One games on it. Yeah, except yeah. for the fact that I find it impossible to believe you could actually play an Xbox One game on your smartphone with no controller. Yeah, I know, exactly. But, yeah. you know, it's like they, they claim that... But nice idea. Yeah, that's what you're going to be yeah. able to do, yeah. Um, concurrent with that, they're also going to start introducing, uh, again, you know, ripping off Sony, there's, like, you know, cross-play. So, for example, if somebody has the PC version of Fable Legends mm-hmm. and you've got the Xbox One version of Fable Legends and it's a co-op multiplayer game that guy on PC is actually going to still be able to play with you even if you're on the Xbox One. Mm. So that's nice. That's, that's yeah. actually a nice touch. That's cool, I suppose. I do like that, yeah. But, yeah. And um, finally, probably the big surprise news that came out of the conference is they've announced what they're calling HoloLens, mm-hmm. which personally kind of irritates me because it's not technically the right name for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because... A holograph is actually like a 3D projection made out of laser light that exists in the real world. <coughs> like, you know, the Princess Leia thing from Star Wars mm. with Help Me Obi-Wan, You're My Only mm. Hope. Or um, what were some of the other examples? But, uh, but this is actually just like, you know, you put on a head-mounted display and it's augmented reality. Mm. So if you take the goggles off, you're not actually seeing anything, but if you slip them on again, basically what it's doing is it's, taking virtual elements and kind of sitting them in the real world, but only if you're viewing them through a goggle display. Mm. So that is not holography. But um, Mm -hmm. I think most of us here have seen the promotional video that shows their aspiration for how they want it to work. Mm -hmm. You guys have any thoughts? They do something. Yeah, Yeah, it looks really really cool, but uh, the problem is that that video is very clearly like special effects. So that's not actually a representation of what it will actually be. Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, I, if they they actually pull that off, and you can you can play video games through a virtual hole in your wall, and and have a, a television the size of your choice uh, appearing anywhere at any time, that sounds great. Yeah, but I don't, uh, I, I don't believe it. Yeah, see, that's yeah. that's <laughs> kind of the interesting thing I thought when I saw the video is that you know it's like they tried to shoehorn gaming in there, but I think mm-hmm. that actually its most useful applications will be non-gaming mm-hmm. because um, they actually did have a session in you know it's like a, the the Redmond fortress whatever you want to call it where mm. the microsoft corporate hq is they actually had a bunch of journalists coming to try the prototypes mm-hmm. of this technology and the prototypes right now are really clunky there's actually like a processor mm-hmm. hanging off the back of the neck thing of and all course. that so it's really yeah. really clunky right now but mm-hmm. um they did actually demonstrate things where like you know they had uh, 
a mechan um, a plumbing expert or mm. uh, an electronics expert helping people to like you know switch out light switches mm. where you know they were like actually circling things that you were looking at saying you're gonna want to take this bit off mm. and put that thing on there and they could actually highlight which parts they were talking about. Mm. So in that sense, you know, it's like you know just imagine that you know your car has broken down or you've got some you know plumbing issues or mm. there's you know something that you want to do with your roof where you're like. I think that my roof is kind of busted, and then you just climb up there and look at it, and mm. the expert that you're talking to can just take a look and say, oh, okay, I see what the problem is, and, mm. and just tell you straight away. That stuff is really useful. Mm -hmm. um, as far as gaming goes, my big concern is it'll work great with um, games that give you a bird's-eye view, like Civilization or StarCraft or anything else where the camera's pulled way, way back to show mm. you a bit of the environment, like The Sims. Mm. But, like, how do you play Halo? Or Grand Theft Auto with something like that, where you're constantly moving through the environment, mm -hmm. except that you know here you are wearing these goggles and you're sitting in your house, and it's trying to project that stuff into your living room. Well, presumably it would be virtual reality. Well, see, that's the thing. This isn't virtual reality. This is yeah. augmented, augmented reality. reality. So it, it yeah, it, what they advertise. But one yeah. would assume that those classes could also do full virtual reality if it's a complete field of view covering goggles um, headset, right? I, I don't know whether they'll actually be able to do it or not because I mean it's it's right now the concept that they're pushing is that it's meant to interact with the real world mm -hmm. in some way shape or form it's it's not like VR where it's just like you put it on and it transports you to another place and you just you know mm -hmm. do your stuff there you're here but you're not really here mm -hmm. with augmented reality the concept is you're here and we're pulling stuff from there and putting it in here with mm -hmm. you so it's and all they so, showed were just the ba uh, to the journalists was just a very basic like circles yeah, in your field exactly thing. Yeah, yeah so yeah I mean like I I mean what's more ex more exciting to me about that uh, more than that specific project is that if they're working on that technology mm -hmm. they're not the only people yeah. and someone will actually have a practical usable version yeah. similar to what we saw and that will be amazing to mm -hmm. actually have access to but. I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I mean, for me, actually, the the one thing that I would be looking forward to the most with that kind of technology is like on foot navigational systems, mm -hmm. because the one thing that I've always loved about video games that I wish that they would bring into the real world, especially with the new ones, is like you mm -hmm. know you get lost when you're like you know, in GTA or something mm -hmm. like that, and you can engage some kind of virtual breadcrumb system where they're like just follow this trail and it will take you to where oh, you, you mean need like to go. Google Maps. Yeah. Something like Google Maps, but, but it just, you can see. But you no, but can do like, that you know, on your phone. But if you're like you know wearing the goggles, yeah, you and can see an just, arrow pointing that yeah. way, and you just know. It's but I mean, there. you can already on your phones phone, aren't just... always that fantastical. My phone always thinks I'm in places I'm not in. Mm, I'm just saying. Yeah, we're kind of already there. But you know, all like, you're yeah, asking for is a specific like. Like you know, give me like you know an actual you know trail to follow that yeah. I'm like looking at. You know, where it's just like you know follow this line of light and it will take you to where you need I to guess. go. I would really ridiculous, but I would I would not want to and wear those headphones in public, nor do I want to see people wandering around wearing them. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like eventually, and you know, this isn't going to happen yeah. for a really long time, but eventually the technology is probably going to get to the point where people like you and me who wear glasses yeah. will just be built into our lenses right. and we won't need to do... That's actually one of the interesting things I see about technology like this is that mm -hmm. it will make um, glasses more popular because... Mm -hmm people are going to want these things. They're not necessarily going to want to go into, like, you know, eye surgery and have, like, an ocular implant that's, mm. like, pasted right over. So they'll probably resort to, like, can I just buy a pair of sunglasses mm. or clear spectacles or something like that so I can take advantage of this stuff. Mm. So I could see this actually being, like, a big boon well, to, can, you know, glasses. Considering yeah. hipsters already wear, as you put it, clear spectacles, yeah. Mm. then, yeah. Yeah. It's already a trend. I yeah. just, yeah. I mean, that feels like something that's probably at least a decade off. It probably is, yeah. yeah. But still, nice to dream. Yeah. Eventually, Phil. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that they're doing it. You know, it's like just like I'm not expecting you know VR to be like the Matrix the first time mm. they try it. You know, obviously when you look at those headsets, it's mm. not going to be the Matrix. But no, but it's going to be cool. It's going to be like Lawnmower Man at yeah. least. Yeah. Actually, it probably is going to be at least like Lawnmower yeah. Man. Yeah. But I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. That's a good first step. Yeah. That only took uh, 15 years. Yeah, 15 or 20 years, yeah. maybe something like that. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. but we got there, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of like 15 or 20 years, I don't suppose that any of you guys actually, and now I'm just going off the beaten track That's here. That's fine. Any of you guys like, you know, happened to see this one particular YouTube video that was showing off like 11 things that Back to the Future gave us before we actually got it in oh. the year 2015. 
Um, I mean, oh, I've I read saw. a bunch of lists and things yeah. for that, but what, yeah. like, what specifically were you? Uh, it's a couple of them that we actually have. Yeah. 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 Like, um, you know, uh, they they were actually eighties nostalgia for sure. Yeah, they were they were picking on specific little things like you know the the fact that when um, Marty was actually playing with the uh, the gunslinger game, yeah, and then there was a very young Elijah Wood yeah, in yeah, there yeah. who was like you know when he explained that you use the gun and all, he was like you use your hands. That's for babies, and then yeah. it was like you know they actually predicted motion control gaming right there with yeah, that yeah. statement. Yeah, and, and video conferencing. Yeah, video conferencing, biometric identification. Yeah. you know it's like all that stuff. And, yeah, we still miniature don't have frozen peaches, the yeah. pizzas that turn out full size, or the ability to watch multiple channels simultaneously, yeah. which is yeah. you know, what Marty's kids were doing. It's like you know just double all ties. Of, yeah, all of these weird little things where it's just like, oh my god, that did actually happen, didn't it? Yeah. Definitely, which I mean, suppose makes sense. Yeah. I think anything, you know, Star Trek predicted uh, automatic doors. Yeah. So. But the know. fashion totally. <laughs> just small thing too, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The automatic door. Well, yeah. no, I mean, it's like you know, Star Trek also gave us you know clamshell style communicators. Yeah. You know, it's like cell phones were like that for a while, and that's the direct result of Star Trek. It's absolutely true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. In yeah. fact, I'm certain that the motion control door thing only happened because of Star Trek. Yeah, probably. Specifically did. because they look like the Star Trek doors. Yeah. I take them for granted now. Yeah. But they, on Back to the Future 2, they totally missed out on the fashion because nobody in 2015 today like dresses the way that they were in that movie. No. That just, like, did not happen. Definitely not. But so, I do think at this point, if you opened a Cafe 80s, people would go and love it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. They'd sell hologram hats and stuff. Yeah. They'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. I would go. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's go on to some of the other news. Okay, for the... Um, for the Starfighter simulation guys oh. out there. This this is insane. Okay, so you've got that Chris Roberts dude who was working on Star Citizen, the you know, like infamous Kickstarter story where that guy got millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that now they are approaching the $70 million mark on public investment for this yeah. Star Citizen game. Wow. And he says by the time the game is close to launching they will have probably hit the $100 million mark. Mm. Okay, so this is... He's sitting on $100 million for a genre that the accountants with the big publishers told him, don't make games in this genre anymore because there's no money in it. Mm. And now he's got all of the money. So I'm sure the guys at Activision and EA must be sort of be looking at those guys and going, it's like, he's got $100 million from a genre that you guys told us there was yeah, no money except in Except for the so. fact that they're going to spend all that on making the game and most of the sales won't actually count because they'll be free copies yeah, for the people that invested. That's the problem. Yeah. But, you know, it's like if it goes to Oculus Rift mm-hmm. and, it, you know, and if Oculus Rift kicks ass, then, you know, it's mm-hmm. like I think it's going to be one of those show pieces where people will say, you, you've got to get this unit to, like, you know, try this thing out. Mm-hmm. So... It could be like you know the killer app for you know it's like emerging technologies like mm-hmm. that, but we'll see. Still, yeah. it's it's impressive that this it's is very like impressive that a, I got it. it a it, private, yeah. yeah uh, the know. question is just going to be the profitability. Yeah, on it is. Because I just yeah. think that the, with something like that, like the bulk of the target audience has already got their mm-hmm. game, and that's where things get tricky. Because mm. okay. they're not going to keep any of that hundred million for themselves. Yeah, it's that's all true. going on the game. Yeah, and finally, last, we've got a little bit of MMO news. So mm-hmm. the uh, Bethesda has announced that the Elder Scrolls Online, we've got an Xbox One and a PS4 version that are coming out in June. Mm-hmm. And along with that, they're finally sort of like waving the white flag on the monthly subscription model mm. and saying we're getting rid of that. It's You buy the game, and then after that, it's free to play. That's all right. So, so it's like, you know, we'll see. Because right now, you know, it's like, Final Fantasy fourteen is just enjoying like, you know, just an amazing amount of success on the PS4. Everybody is like, this is like, you know, the MMO to play. Even on PC, a lot of people are saying, you know, it's like if you're sick and tired of World of Warcraft, then you know, play Final Fantasy fourteen. It's mm-hmm. that good. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not this actually breathes some life into the Elder Scrolls because it's like I know a lot of people who actually were interested in the game, but they mm-hmm. were also absolutely convinced that it was going to go free to play at some point mm. so they all said i'm just going to wait until that happens and then i'm going to jump in mm. so now they can jump in it, yeah it'll be interesting to see whether all of those people actually follow through on that now and actually do go and buy the game because they mm. all said they were waiting for this to happen mm. so mm, we'll see. Mm. 
And I mean, you know, it, it is the Elder Scrolls and like yeah. Skyrim and all that. I mean, those are like huge franchises. So mm. the ability to play with your friends, which mm-hmm. you know a lot of people have wanted to do for a while now, mm-hmm. that could be a big draw. Totally. So yeah, that's it. Th- those are like you know pretty much the most notable things that happened this week. Cool. In terms of gaming. Cool. All right, I've got a couple of one- uh, news stories. Then uh, the first one is, as I'm sure you guys probably heard, is that the uh, Marvel Universe uh, comic book universe mm-hmm. is officially uh, toast um, from 1961. Uh, the uh, there's a new Secret Wars series that's going to bring much like Crisis of Infinite Earths. Uh, I guess 30 years ago now. Um, uh, combined, the, combined, uh, it sort of eliminated all the extraneous alternate DC universes. That's what they're going to do with Marvel. They're going to have the Secret Wars thing that will combine the Ultimate and re- and original Marvel Universe together. Wait, and so Ultimate Marvel Universe and Universe Six One Six are now going to be the same thing. Well, they're going to do the Secret Wars thing. Yeah. It's going to open up the portal between the two. Okay. Those things are going to combine. Mm-hmm. A bunch of crazy stuff's going to happen, and by the end of it, there will now only be a singular Marvel Universe. That will be very different okay. from the Marvel universe. So the current, the no exists. more Universe Six One Six, which <clears throat> is like the current Marvel universe exactly. that we under. Okay, exactly. Wow. Um, now, I mean, you know, this is this is comics. So. Yeah, it's not that big yeah. of a. The, you know, the the, the Christ on Infinite Earths did this thirty years ago, and it'll happen again. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it caused a big kerfuffle amongst the. I purists. don't understand why they would get worked up about this because this is pretty much like saying they killed off Jean Grey. Oh mm-hmm. no, Jean Grey is dead. We'll exactly. never see her again. Well, they said that there could be dramatic change. That the president of Marvel mm-hmm. even said like it like. Anything is up for grabs, like even Gwen Stacy could come back for life. They're mm. not going to have any of their rules. And, uh, of course, uh, Stan Lee is fine with it because he's Stan Lee <laughs> and he's cool with everything. Yeah. He's just laid back. Yeah, he's just, yeah. whatever. Yeah. People like Marvel. Yeah. I don't care. Excelsior. Exactly. He seems like a very laid back, happy dude. Yeah, exactly. He's got it. No he's got something figured out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Obviously, it's not going to, you know. They're presenting as is going to radically alter everything. It's not, yeah. really. I mean, the best-selling books, I'm sure, will be the same. And then the ones that aren't will be done, and then there will be new books. It's Yeah, it's not quite the same as the New 52, where it's like a cl- clean slate. There mm-hmm. will be some things will be retained, some things won't. But that's happening and became a kerfuffle. Uh, next up, um, uh, Simon Pegg is now writing the third Star Trek movie. That's probably a good thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really talented writer. Uh, so that's, I mean, it's a good thing in A, I like him, and I'm intrigued to see what he does with that, but it's also uh, not such a good thing in that uh, I think he's like the fourth or fifth writer that's been mm, working that's on true. this, yeah. and clearly they're just lost and have no idea to, what to do with the Star Trek franchise. If they would allow him to bring in his, you know, it's like hetero life mate. Edgar um, Wright? Yes. Well, not Edgar Wright, but, um, you know, it's like his... Nick um, Frost. Yeah, Nick Frost. Yeah. Yeah, if they could bring him in there somehow, I don't care in what capacity, yeah. but if they can get him in Starfleet and team up with Scotty, yeah. that would be amazing. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Isn't he Shaun of the Dead in space? It could be Hot Fuzz in space. Yeah, doesn't sound that bad. Potentially, it could be Hot, hot Fuzz, Fuzz in, in space. space. Yeah, Hot Fuzz in space would work. Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. very curious yeah. to see what happens with it. Um, it's, yeah, it, it, I think it's a good move, um, but a weird one. Yeah, it is. Um, it is weird. Yeah. But anyway. Wheels are just spinning furiously at Paramount, and they don't know where they're going. Yeah, totally. So, Ever since Abrams yeah. left, everyone seems to just be not sure. Yeah. But I think he's the right guy to put in charge because he obviously is passionate about these things and understands, you know, how to tell a story. So that's a big and start. And he actually worked on his Scottish accent. I was really impressed with exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. It's a weird one. Uh, next up, uh, there was uh, this is a little rumory type situation. Uh, there was an interview with uh, one of the screenwriters of the upcoming Civil War uh, Marvel movie. And the one that, um, as we talked about endlessly, uh, since the uh, Sony leaks, uh, Spider-Man, there were negotiations to get Spider-Man within. And someone asked him, uh, yeah, if you heard about that? And he laughed and said, yes, yes, I did. And they said, what did you think about it? And he said, uh, it just means more work for me. So it seems to suggest that perhaps Spider-Man is going to be in this uh, Civil War movie after all. It's really hard to say. But he was very, yeah, he was very cagey and playful about it. Well, um, they, they can't kill off Spider-Man just yeah. because they don't own the movie rights, can they? No. They wouldn't do that. Didn't they no. want to kill off no. Wolverine? There's no way that Disney would say, yeah, Marvel, you can kill off Spider-Man. No, they're not going to kill him off, but Spider-Man could be folded into the Marvel universe and not yeah. the shitty Sony universe, and yeah. that would be a big, big, big start. Because, like, actually, that was one of the rumors that I heard 
was, you know, it's like apparently they were thinking of like, you know, just wiping out mutants and the X-Men from yeah, the Marvel because Universe they because it's too far. Yes. I mean, essentially Fox owns the movie rights. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, they, they, well, that's why they killed Wolverine yeah. and Fantastic Four is done too. So that's totally, uh, yeah, that's, it's a weird thing. It's a weird game they're playing. Yeah. Um, and but I think it's like very insulting to the comic book fans where it's like, why, why are you messing around with the comic book universe just because the movie universe is such I a know. legal tangle? I know. It's so frustrating. But, um, but yeah, so I'm, it's interesting because I think, I believe it was just last week that uh, the news leaked that uh, Marvel had uh, Spider-Man and Sony denied it and Disney didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So now this seems like a step towards not only will Spider-Man become part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we could be seeing him as soon as 2016, which I am 110% for. Next up, uh, more rumory shenanigans. Um, with apparently uh, there's t- talks that Batman will also be in the Suicide Squad movie. Not as a part of the Suicide Squad, but he will be there. They're just throwing absolutely everybody they can well, it makes into sense. these DC movies. Well, it makes sense just because I'm sure when Ben Affleck sense. signed a deal, it was like with Marvel where he got signed a deal for like eight movies or what have you. And so, yeah. There, it sounds like he's going to be in there, and also the Joker's in there. So if you're going to have the Joker, you can't not have Batman. It's a mirror oh, image situation. I wonder who they're going to get to be the Joker. We know it's Jared Leto. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel similarly about it. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Okay. But anyway, yeah, there's going to be all sorts of Ben Affleck Batman. So get excited. Uh, and next thing, uh, Mila Jovovich said uh, that they're going to be shooting Resident Evil: The Final Chapter this summer. Oh. So. In Toronto? <laughs> One would only assume. It's probably in Toronto. I have again, to say, so. I like the last two Resident Evil movies. They were fun. Okay, I'm actually in the middle of watching the latest Resident Evil yeah. movie. I just watch it a few minutes at a time on Netflix yeah. since it just popped up there. Yeah, um, A few minutes at a time? A few minutes at a time. That's all I can take. Where then I'm suddenly it's like, okay, my silliness quotient just kind of you know, went into the red I zone. Know. So. I thought the last two actually did a good job of capturing what the games were all about. I really I do. I have the last two. Well, see, there you go. I gave up after... Oh, I don't even know which one it was. The second one was horrendous. The third one was only moderately better than that. That was the third one. Yeah, I give about that. It one. wasn't great. But the last two, four and five, that's when um, Paul W.S. Anderson, who directed the first one and also directed Mortal Kombat and Event Horizon, he came back. And I kind of like him. And uh, he, the last two were a ton of fun. So I actually am excited for that. Yeah, they were pretty crazy. And so. they also had inc- massive budgets because those movies started making hundreds of millions of dollars overseas. So in North America, they're like modest hits, but worldwide, yeah. so they they're gigantic. Crappy Resident Evil movies that keep making money. Again, Mel, you haven't seen them. They can't do the Silent <laughs> Hill movies that make some money and continue. The Silent Hill movies never made money. I was like, but why can't they make good stuff? Did you see them? They weren't good. If I they were good, the they would have made one, money. Oh, the first one's okay. The second one was absolute trash. The first one is okay. It's okay. Yes. That's as far as I'll go on that. It's, it's okay. better than yeah, really but visually, it's really. But you haven't seen the good ones. You can't make that judgment call, Mel. And the good ones are four and five. That should say something. You had to get through three crappy ones to get to the good ones. But you don't have to watch them. I'm sure there's some sort of continuity there. There's none. There's uh, Mila Jovovich. There's a little That's bit of continuity, but they explain everything at the beginning yeah. of the movie because they're assuming that there are people watching. And it the, for the plots first are time. similar to the Resident Evil games, i.e., it doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't really even need to pay attention they're to the ludicrous. story. Yeah. You Is just watch stuff punching? get blown up. What? Boulder punching? Um, no. But they blow stuff up, and there's zombies. It, and it approaches boulder punching and how ridiculous the action gets. Yeah, so. they're they're really they're quite tongue in cheek and enjoyable. Um, yeah, no, I I actually recommend the last two. They were a good time, and I'm looking forward to this. I don't care what you say, Mel. You can't blame me for giving up after watching three bad ones. Yeah, I can because you watched Battleship. That was one bad one. I wouldn't have sat through two more though. You've watched all sorts of crappy movies that you could have watched these ones instead of, and they're half decent. They're on Netflix. You should watch them, Mel. They had three chances. They failed three times. Gone. The first one was fine. Yeah. It was fine. I mean, how many chances yeah. should you give a movie franchise yeah, exactly. before three you give up on Yeah, exactly. Three was enough. But the last two were good. I'll you, probably watch them. Yeah, you should, Mel. You're the ones always complaining you don't have movies to watch, and then you watch total garbage. So you well watch half-decent garbage. Can we say the same about Avatar and how you should give those movies a chance when they come out? Or? Oh, I'm going to watch them, but they're going to okay. be shit. They're going to He's be already amazing. decided. All right. No, they're not. Than I am. No, they're not. Did you see Avatar, Wayne? Yes, I did. How, how do you enjoy that? That just it that movie made me here. so happy. Yeah. yeah? Yep. Now, wait a minute. 
Had you not seen Pocahontas or Dances with Wolves? How about Ferngully? Did you see any of those three? I've seen those movies, and the fact that that's what they were doing in Avatar, I did not care. Don't take oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you own any Journey albums at any time? Did you see, like, the cover art of a Journey album ever? Yes, like, what, Journey Escape or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? So you weren't tired with that already? No, no, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's okay. Don't yeah. listen to Phil. He didn't you, like Big Hero 6. Do you d- I, I still haven't I didn't, seen it. I didn't hate Big Hero 6. It's adorable. I, just thought it was mediocre. I think you need... I just you're too was, cynical. It was mediocre. It's I'm too so cynical. Cute. You just said you're not going to watch so the your movies based on your favorite video game franchise. It's different. Because I gave They're it three good. chances. At least I gave it those chances. I watched Big Hero and 6. And I will still watch Big them. Hero 6 was fine. It was It's cute. just not really amazing. It. Yeah, are you going to be watching that a ton? I don't know. I actually might. Ugh. Not a ton, yeah. but we'll go Let back. Let me ask you this. When the, uh, brother, uh, when, the older, when the younger brother who was obsessed with robots, who lived in the same room with his older brother... Found out that his older brother had been going to like the top robotics school in the country for years and had been working in the room that they share together on this incredible. I don't know if he was working in that room. He, worked he in had the... it in the room. I look like he was working in the lab. How did you not know they that? Close if they lived in the same didn't... room and were good friends, school. and the main thing that they bonded over was robots, how did they not know that the guy was going to the ma- biggest robot school in the world? I have no idea. Yeah. Nor do I care. Yeah. Well, I don't I'm... try and figure out siblings. I don't really have any. So. Well, here's the thing, Mel. Uh, if you stop to think about Big Hero 6 for a second, you might not like it enough. So, so I recommend not thinking about it. So if I stop to think about pretty much it. any movie I watch, I probably won't like it very much. <laughs> Good point. Um, all right. So that's the end of that uh, little feud with Phil and Mel for this week. And next it up. It should be a segment Yeah, it week. should be. Um, I, think it, I, think, I think it already is. But anyway, uh, and then the final thing that I was very excited, this isn't really that genre bit. It just sounds too good to ignore. Uh, so... Uh, Nicolas Cage is going to make a movie with Larry Charles. Larry Charles is the director of Borat. Um, And the movie is the true story of Gary Faulkner from Colorado, who decided that he would rage a one-man war against Osama bin Laden with a sword that he bought from the Home Shopping Network, a pair of night vision goggles, and the power of God. Um, This is a real guy. He really did this. And now Nick Cage is going to play him in a movie. And I fucking can't wait. I wish it was available tomorrow because I would go and see it immediately. That sounds amazing. Sounds that, completely that amazing. That sounds like a Nick Cage role. It yeah, sounds perfect, just, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. And uh, and Larry Charles, very, very, very funny filmmaker. So he'll actually do something interesting with it rather than just being the crappy Nick Cage version of this. This will be the good Nick Cage version of it, in theory. We'll see. But anyway, yeah, I'm just very excited about that. So I wanted to share that with everybody. That just That news was just announced... Ooh, uh, that was announced yesterday. Cool. As in right now. As in right now. When we're recording. Breaking news okay. as yeah. of tomorrow and today. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. That's Phil. it. No problem, Mel. Did you see anything good this week? I did. I saw one good thing and one really bad thing. What would you want to hear about first? Wing. Let's hear the good thing. Okay. The good thing is a movie called a, uh, a small little independent movie called A Girl Who Walks Home A Girl Who Walks Home Alone at Night. Um, it's a uh, Persian vampire movie, uh, entirely uh, with an all Iranian cast, entirely in Persian, but it was shot in California, weirdly enough. And um, yeah, it's a uh, it's funny. I would describe it as being a Jim Jarmusch vampire movie, even though an actual Jim Jarmusch vampire movie came out last year. Um, it's so it was shot in black and white, really evocative, sort of lo-fi, grainy black and white. Like. So is it shot in the U.S., but they're staging it like it's Iran? Exactly. Or is, okay, so exactly. Okay, and basically, it's shot in all the low types of California locations where David Lynch shot a racer head. That's oh, what okay. it looks like. Um, Just broken industrial. Yes, kind of, broken, yeah. lonely industrial streets. Mm-hmm. And on those streets are a series of extraordinary sad people, including a hipster, his drug-addled father, a prostitute, a disgusting drug dealer, and a vampire. Okay. Um, that's the girl from the title. She's credited, she's credited only as the girl. She wanders the streets um, and uh, hunts on men who prey on women. And eventually these lives bump into each other. Um, what I like about it is that, I mean, it's a movie where this is the first, fil- first uh, film by a uh, first-time director whose name is Anna Lily Armapour. And she's really sort of, and it's one of those first movies where you're basically playing spot the influence as you watch it. The black and white cinematography looks like Jim Jarmusch. The sort of framing and tone look like underground comics. The setting where she set it looks like uh, deleted scenes from a razor head. 
Um, and it's mostly sort of a tone thing. It's just sort of wandering around with these weird people, dark, creepy, often awkward and funny. Um, and I was just incredibly charmed by it. It's very, very strange and unique and really wonderfully put together. It's slow, certainly, and it definitely is a style over substance movie um, that is, you know, you're primarily watching it to be like, ooh, cool, mm-hmm. not to, you know, get you get invested. The characters are interesting, but they're not, you know, real people. But, um, yeah, no, it reminded me, it had it has kind of a let the right one in feel as well of just pure vampire oh, misery. Okay. And uh, has an all uh, 80s uh, Persian soundtrack, which is bizarre. And uh, does it actually sound 80s? Well, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's done. It's like Persian music that some some contemporary, some from the 80s, but all with the sort of 80s sound. I think it's supposed to represent the vampire. I think we're supposed to assume uh, was turned in the 80s and she's okay. sort of trapped there. Um, and there's a little love story between her and the hipster, and all sorts of uh, tragic uh, and tragic, tragically funny stuff going on around. And I just, yeah, it was really bizarre, really interesting little film that I really, really recommend people seek out. In Toronto, it's playing at the Lightbox, and I believe if it's not also simultaneously opening on VOD at the same time, then that is happening very, very shortly. And I apologize for not having the specific dates on that. But I really encourage people to check that out. It's a good one. And then the crappy movie that I saw is The Boy Next Door, which yeah. is a Bloomhouse production, which is a bummer because I'm normally quite fond of what they do. They're the people who've done, who did uh, they did Oculus. They did uh, okay. the Purge movie. Is this the one where it's, it's J-Lo? The trailer's like, it looks like she has an affair with a kid and then yeah. he blackmails her? Yeah. Now, uh, what happens is J-Lo plays a recently divorced mother of a teen and she's a classics teacher in a high school, which I'm not quite sure how that works, but that's what she does. And she um, she has is kind of lonely and so forth. And then this uh, her 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 elderly wheelchair bound neighbor's nephew comes to live with him. Be way more interesting. And than he's the this. <laughs> yeah. With your yeah. Neighbor that she, uh... And the neighbor is this uh, big beefcake-looking guy who looks like he's approximately 35, but is apparently a teenager. And they, uh, he's like super polite and shirtless a lot, so she's very charmed by him. And then he makes friends with her son and is over all the time, and yada, yada, yada. They have sex one night. And um, because she's a teacher and he's a student, school's about to start. This is obviously very awkward, and Jennifer Lopez regrets it immediately and uh, says, "We, we that was a mistake, we can't do that again, and then he starts getting very fatal attraction-y um, until it just is fatal attraction. Now, um, I actually think that's not a horrible premise for, like, a sleazy erotic thriller because um, it's sort of, you know, the standard sleazy erotic thriller thing, but then with this weird teacher-student uh, thing thrown in on top, and... Um, I think if it had been done with the right tone, like it would have been by, say, like Paul Verhoeven or Brian De Palma or someone who would have done it very tongue-in-cheek and it would have been naughty and silly and goofy and we'd laugh at it, but we'd really be laughing with it and pretending that we didn't enjoy it when we secretly did. Um, but it's not like that. Um, yeah, I watched was, the trailer and I was like, this could be, it's probably going to be really boring and then yeah. a little bit of action would happen at the end. Yeah. Or it, it might be really good, which I doubted. No, it's not very good. It's horrible. Um, right. It was directed, instead of being directed by someone who had like a sense of humor or knew how to put these together, it's by Rob Cohen who made uh, Dragonheart and The First Fast and the Furious and a bunch of other garbage. I've never seen Dragonheart. And he's, it's horrible. And, um, and it's like visually, like even visually, it's kind of incomprehensible. It's, everything's done very seriously. Everything's very cheesy. Nothing's believable. As I said, the like, the teen lead looks like a man who's about to enter middle age, and that's never addressed. And the um, <clears throat> it's the hormones in the food, Phil. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and you can tell watching it that uh, it was clearly like got very poor test scores, so they tried to re-edit it drastically. And and like it, it has one of the most abrupt endings I've ever seen. That was clearly not the last scene, but they were just like, we got to end this, and so they stopped it, and then. There's, like, in the finale when there's a big final fight, there's a bunch of, like, really awkwardly inserted gore that clearly wasn't originally there. They were just doing it to try and make it feel like it was a more violent and intense movie than it is, which it's not. And the bottom line is it's just stupid and horrible and don't see it, ever. Jennifer Lopez looks good, though. I won't see it. Yeah, you shouldn't. No one should. Yeah, that sounds kind of sad. It was awful. It was really awful. And it's a bummer, because I like the... I like... I, I like the idea of Bloomhouse that there is just a production company that only produces low budget genre movies and they've done some great stuff 
but this is not one of them. They also do a lot of crap, and this is one of their crappy ones. But I suppose that's what happens when you are a low-budget genre studio crick and stuff out, hoping for the best. I'll make sure I stay away from this. Yeah, please do that. Please do that. I know I don't listen to you often, Yeah, but I'll stay away this time. No, don't watch that and watch Resident Evil 4 and 5 instead. Fine. I will watch Resident Evil 4 and 5. If you're going to watch it out of spite, you're going to hate it for spite. So don't do that. Watch it because you want to. I'll watch it because of Chris Redfield. Because of who? Isn't Chris in them? Yeah, he yeah, is. And um, what's his face with the black uh, suit and the sunglasses? Looks kind of like and Albert Wesker. Yeah, Wesker's Wesker. in it too. They're all in it. And that. When then what's the other heroine? Jill Valentine. Jill Valentine. Yeah. She's in it. They but get no it Barry all. Burton. Yeah. This is really sad. There is no Barry Burton. So you don't get any Jill sandwich lines. Oh. Yeah, well, that's because we're. That's because they're saving it for the final chapter. That would be great. They're doing yeah. six yeah. totally. Yeah. That yep. would be great. Yeah. I'll never get to see a Silent Hill three. Probably not. not no, I will rate. not. That no. second one was awful. Well, I you never know. Make money. I, we'll never know. I think a lot of that. I think if Silent Hills comes out and is a big hit, I could see them trying to do well, it. Well, hopefully they let someone who knows what they're doing do it because that second one was awful. It was. It was horrible. Absolutely awful. And the first one's okay. It's just the problem with Silent Hill is that like, um, while it's a very like visually evocative world and everything, is that I'm. The reason those games are so scary is are sort of dependent on how um, disorienting they are to play, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to having much of a story or anything to build on. And the first one I thought did a reasonable enough job of recreating it, but at the same time, like even when it was working, there was times when I was like, I feel I'm just watching someone else play a game, and I would much rather be playing it. And that's sort of that's what hurts it. See, I didn't mind that, and I didn't mind that they actually used you know, good effects and stuff. The second one, they. They had CG freaking monsters. Yeah, it was horrible. No, it's awful. The second one was completely horrible. The first, the first one's fine. It's just I think if someone's going to do a Silent Hill movie, what they just have to do is take the premise and the character designs and then yes. make something completely different. The, the character designs are what is key. Yeah, you know, and just thing. make it and just, just and just that's have it. The, just have the fair with the surface, like the yeah. the go round of people and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Just, just keep it in. That's all they need, and then they need, and then someone needs to completely reinvent it to work as a movie. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah, I won't. No. I, won't. But I can dream, though. You're going to like Resident Evil 4 and 5. And Mila Jovovich is awesome, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed, but she's great. All right. Yeah. Duly noted. Okay. Thank you, Phil. No problem. Wayne, you've actually been uh, speaking of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, have you been yeah, playing this week, Wayne? Yeah, actually, I've been playing, like, quite a few things. I'm still playing Destiny because I finally, Ugh. like, you know, I finally participated in raids, but, okay, mm-hmm. we won't talk about that. You participated in raids because I had to hook you yeah. up with Because my you friends. had to hook me up with, like, some other human beings, and mm-hmm. I was like, dudes, I've never <laughs> finished a raid, so I'd never done one before, so I was the one that was holding the entire team back, and they were very patient. They're very nice mm-hmm. about it, though, they, were, they? They were putting up with the fact that I was making mistakes over and over again. Mm-hmm. And They'll probably saying, have you back on, though, won't they? They're and they were saying, it's like, no, you got to do it like this. you got to do it like this. As opposed to, like, what the hell is the matter with you? Why do you keep screwing up? So, See, they're nice boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were. Uh, but other than that, yeah, okay. Uh, I've been playing three things. I've been playing Saints Row 4 Re-Elected Edition because I had to review that. And I've been playing Saints Row Get Out of Hell because I had to review that. And I've just been okay, playing... Okay, wait, wait, wait. I like things that ha- you had to review it. You wanted Well, yes, to I did. You chose to. Other people yes. tried to. Yeah. Yes, he chose it. Mm-hmm. And I played Resident Evil just for fun because somebody See? else was already reviewing that. Mm-hmm. So You're not the put-upon writer here, Wayne. You okay. wanted... No, I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> but it was if also anything, it's like, oh, well, just, I'm reviewing those games. Anything, so I would describe it as a Monopoly game, Wayne. Okay. Yeah. Not as a you being forced to do anything. Okay. Yeah, okay, we'll call it a Monopoly game then. <laughs> But uh, anyway, how were they, Wayne? Okay, so Resident Evil is not like, you know, your standard HD port because it's it's actually like a remake of a game that was sort of kind of maybe HD already to begin with, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't take like, you know, the original 96 version. They took like the 2002 mm-hmm. uh, GameCube version and they just ported that up to HD. So I played the original PS1 version. I've never played the GameCube version, so there were a lot of weird things in there. That, you know, it kind of caught me by surprise, but the game looks great. Um, right at the beginning, and I don't know who would actually do this, but they give you an option between choosing between Resident Evil, original Resident Evil Chris Redfield, or Resident Evil 5 Chris Redfield Ooh, with a massive healthy. biceps that Weird. can punch boulders. And it's the same thing with Jill Valentine. <laughs> you can either pick, like, original RE1 Jill Valentine, or, the or, weird or you can pick, like, the later version of her from the flashback where she's wearing the cap. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. But I don't know who would do that. I mean, you know, it's like I just chose, like, you know, the original Resident Evil 1 versions of these people. And um, 
was forced to recite my own bad dialogue because they cleaned it all up and made it halfway That's decent, sad, which I was very upset it's about. too bad, yeah, because it's part of the fun. Yeah. yeah. So they even took out the um, you know Jill Master of Unlocking line, which mm. I would... I was like heartbroken to not hear that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know it's like the Jill sandwich line that's not in there either. Mm-hmm. Which you know it's like again that makes me very sad when Barry says, "You are almost a Jill sandwich." Mm-hmm. I wonder. I guess they took it out just because people ripped on him so badly. But I think part it of the is nostalgia yeah. knowing that. See, because the the thing is that when Resident Evil first came out, the internet was in its infancy, mm. and you know. But as the internet blew up, and then you had all of these people making fun of the dialogue, I guess mm. Capcom kind of got embarrassed and said, "Okay." So did they yeah. change it for now, or did they change it in the GameCube one? They changed it in the GameCube one. The game well. yeah. Yeah. yeah, because everyone loves that like really well written naturalistic dialogue from the Resident Evil sequels that followed. Yeah. So I can understand mm-hmm. why they want to recreate that. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Ugh. Um, yeah, that's too bad. But was it fun, though, to go back and revisit your Resident Evil the days one, in HD? The one thing that I will not complain about in terms of changes was the fact that they gave us an alternative to the original tank controls because mm-hmm. it plays so much snappier and yeah. more responsive now Good. than it originally did. Because you remember the original games, if you wanted to turn left or right, you would slowly rotate your character Ugh, in that direction and then eventually go off in that direction. And now Ugh. you just move the joystick whichever way you want and they just go. Perfect. In that direction, so I'm like, I'm not going to complain about them changing the tank controls. And it has all the original like locked uh, camera angles. Yes, I always yep. loved that. They had some really great. Uh, one one of the interesting things that they did with that is that mm-hmm. most of the environments are still locked down, pre-rendered. You know, it's like flat uh, environments. But mm-hmm. every once in a while, when they did something a little crazy with the lighting, like introducing like waving torchlight and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they actually made those backgrounds in 3D. Hmm. Um, just to make sure that the shadows yeah. looked right yeah, when it was yeah. like oh, falling across the different objects. That's interesting. So I would say that probably about 70% of the game is still the original flat pre-rendered backgrounds that you remember from the GameCube version, but 30% of them, they actually went in and created new 3D environments just to make sure that the lighting looks right. Cool. Which is like, you know, yeah, but it's still fixed. It's not like the camera's moving all over the place and you suddenly snap to the back of the character and you're like, oh, I'm in conventional 21st century third-person action game. Mm-hmm. They still have the camera locked down, so you don't have to worry about that. Cool. But yeah, it, it does look really impressive. And for me, having never played the GameCube version, there are a lot of changes in there that are like catching me by surprise. Like um, right at the beginning of the game, um, if you go to the front door in the original PS1 version and you try opening it, mm-hmm. you just get this text message saying it's not safe to go out there or something like that, and you just you can't open the door. Mm-hmm. But in this version, I went up to that door opening it, expecting to get the same message, and actually what happened was Jill opened the door, and there were a bunch of zombie dogs out there, and one of them actually jumped in and started attacking her, and I was like, whoa, 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 okay, that, that didn't happen in the original version, and I wasted a bunch of bullets taking it down, mm-hmm. and then pretty much you know, had to reload the game and start all over again after that. Because there's no ammo? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I've got barely any ammo now, and I know that there's a zombie in the next room, so it's like, I'm screwed now. Mm-hmm. Interesting that they would add that. Yeah. Nice. There, there are all kinds of little nice changes touch. like that. Yeah, they've, they've switched around the layout of the mansion. They put in some new puzzles and all that sort of thing. So if you are intimately familiar with the original PlayStation 1 version, it is not exactly like that. That's good, There though. are changes mm. in there. Give if if you've played the GameCube version, then it's the exact same game, mm. and there are no surprises for you in that regard. And, but if you, yeah. and is the one-button graphic switch still there? Uh, no. No? That is bad. not in there, no. They, they, yeah, because uh, they decided that uh, they're not going to like let you see the original 1998 graphics. Yeah, that's too bad. It would have been fun. Yeah. Like, you'll, you'll get that with Grim Fandango next jarring. week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Grim right. Fandango next week will let you do that, but they didn't do that with this game. Okay. So. Cool. You've also been playing Saints Row? Yep, Saints Row. You were re-elected. Saints Row 4. I mean, there's not much to say about that because it's just an HD port of the original game. Which is, and it's weird. I just feel it's weird because it wasn't out that long ago. It Well, it came out in the summer of 2013. Yeah, that's yeah, it, not it that long ago. Yeah, it, Did you feel like, let's do an HD? It actually released in August of 2013 is when the original Saints Row 4 came out. Not even two um, years. But... The really sad part about it is that, you know, it's like the game is still fun to play and, you know, it's like the frame rate is up and all that sort of thing. But when you compare the amount of work they did with GTA V, bringing mm. that over to the PS4, mm. you know, compared with this, it's like the, the porting job is 
definitely subpar. I mean, well, that's the difference between designing a game for PlayStation 4 and then bumping it down to PS3 and lying about it and actually doing an HP port. Yeah. 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 So, game, you rockstar. so, you know, it's like with, with this game, I would still say that um, for hardcore Saints Row fans, it's actually worth it because the original PS3 version almost never ran at 30 frames per second. It was usually like in the 20s or worse depending on how bad, you know, how busy things got on screen. Mm. Um, with this one, depending on what's happening on screen, it's either sitting at 30 or shooting up closer to 60 frames per second. So the frame rate is just kind of like yo-yoing all over the place depending on the amount of action that's happening on screen. Mm. So that part is good. Um, but Everything otherwise, else. the textures and all that sort of thing is like, well, yeah, it's a little bit sharper. And when it rains, the streets look a little bit wetter. You know, it's kind like of a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's, it's only a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's not like GTA Five where you were like, oh, my God, this is mm-hmm. amazing. And, yeah, you know, it's like no added first-person view, no extra content. You know, it's like none of all that. So, yeah. I mean, they gave you all the DLC from the previous version. So you've got Enter the Dominatrix and mm-hmm. you've got How the Saints Saved Christmas, which is hilarious. Um, plus, you know, all of the costumes and guns and all that sort of thing. But they didn't create, you know, new missions or throw in new animals or any of that stuff the way they did with GTA V. You know, but it's also not as expensive as GTA V. Yeah. It's, it's only 30 bucks. But at the same time, they also released Gat Out of the Hell. And so. they released Gat Out of Hell, which is only 20 bucks, or you can buy them both for, like, you know, 50 yeah, yeah. as a combo bundle. So. so what's Gat Out of Hell? It's DLC, right? Uh, it's standalone. Stand it is standalone stand DLC. So you can buy it separately and, you know, just see whether you develop a taste for, like, you know, the Saints Row games or you can get the re-elected bundle for 50 bucks. So which it's like First both. Light. Yeah, it is exactly like Infamous First Light. You don't need Infamous Second Son in order right. to play that. So, yeah. So those are the three games that I've been messing around with. What's Get Out of Hell like? Get Out of Hell is basically an expansion. I mean, it's like, you know, they, the graphics, the gameplay, all of that, it's exactly the same. It's just that... The character you normally play in the game has been kidnapped by Satan and is being forced to marry his daughter Jezebel. And the player's best friend Johnny Gat goes into hell to rescue his BFF because you know it's like That's what you're doing. it's his BFF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and you know it's like ludicrousness ensues from there, and it's it's really funny. So so Enjoy. for the fans, it's 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 totally worth it to get just because it's just the same silliness that you expect from Saints Row, where it's just over the top completely ridiculous not taking anything seriously very meta and self-aware so yeah it's a good time yeah good times thank you wayne more destiny that's all i know Mm. phil have you been playing anything that you can speak about no he's been playing stuff though yeah he's been playing stuff oh i know he's playing stuff he just can't talk he's not allowed to next week we'll discuss it there's some math involved yeah mal push it you're really pushing it in a major way yeah or uh uh, something, yeah. Something yeah. along those lines. Like yeah, that. stink. <laughs> and I've only been playing Fat Princess Piece of Cake, which is a mobile Fat Princess meets Bejeweled meets kind of puzzle. You should try Destiny type game. But it's not Fat Princess. That's true. Phil should also try Destiny. I don't like RPGs. No. It's not an RPG. It's, it's a shooter. RPG. Oh, is it? Yeah. Did you play? Did you play Borderlands? I thought it was a like shooter slash RPG. It is. Yeah. It's not that kind of RPG though. Like. Like I gotta like level either. up and put yeah, like you 40, do and I gotta put like forty hours into it before I can really actually enjoy what I'm supposed to enjoy out of it. No. <sighs> say four hours. Ah, it sounds like a lot of work. I want to play something now. Okay. I should try it. I agree. How's that Alien Isolation <laughs> going for you? Though? It's going well. Okay. I haven't played it in um, a little bit just because I've been. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Uh, playing this other mystery game. Yeah. But uh, I'll get back into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Phil. I guess we'll hear about your mystery game next week. Damn right. At least, can you tell us what you think? Oh, no, you're not even using the new 3DS, are you? Mm-mm. No, you're just using the regular 3DS. Mm-hmm. You can't even tell us what you think about the new 3DS. Nope. Can't All say right a goddamn then. thing about it. Phil has nothing to say about yeah. games this week. Yeah. Yeah. Except he might. Because he's not allowed to. That's yeah, not, not because he hasn't been playing. He's just not allowed to. Yeah. So. I would like to tell you that one of our other writers nominated Mario Kart 8 as one of his picks of the year. Oh, good. I thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, you like Mario Kart, right? I do. I love Mario Kart. Absolutely love it. Then why aren't we you, playing? Though. God damn it, Phil. I, mean, give now, up. I give up. Now, because it's I fun. But, uh, yeah, we should actually play. Let's do that. Yes, we should. And yeah. I actually have enough friends that we could probably have almost an entire... Well, let's make this dream a reality, then. All right, then. Yeah. He promises me this every week. <laughs> I know. All right, thanks for tuning in. You can also check us out on all our social media. We have Instagram now. 
I just take pictures of, you know, various things from the office and whatnot, mm -hmm. including Wayne and Brendan and arcade machines and whatever is around here, which is Instagram is CG Mag Online. We also have Twitter at CGM Plus. You can follow us there for other stuff, including also probably the Instagram photos. So, you know, whatever. You can also bug Phil on Twitter at at that Phil Brown. I'm Kicks and Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N Chaos. Wayne is Real Wayne Santos. And Brendan is Fry 26 Also, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash magazine, where we're going to be running, hopefully, some contests soon. I have stuff in the office that needs to be given out because it takes up room. Mm -hmm. Phil's making eyes at me for it. It's like, what stuff do you have there? Nothing for Phil. God damn it. You can also follow us on Google Plus, google.com slash little plus sign CGMag online. And I think that's everything. We also have Pinterest and Tumblr and all these varieties of social media-ness. Just too many. Why do you keep advertising Google Plus? For Wayne's sake, okay? But Wayne no is right else, here. Wayne's the only guy that uses it, and he's not going to go to the CGM section. No, but he might talk to people who talk to him. That's true. Do you, though, Wayne? Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. Do people actually talk to you? Yeah. There you go. See? People talk to him. He talks back. Every once in a while, right. like somebody will actually ask me something and I will respond. So. Usually right. when you have a strong opinion about something they do not agree with? No. Actually, usually it's when people have questions about destiny, strangely enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I have actually answered destiny questions on Google+. Plus. All right. So, so uh, yeah. Wayne is yeah, our, take it back then. Yeah. our destiny knowledge nerd. If you have questions. Apparently I am. Yeah, if you have questions it's, about it's destiny. on Google+. Plus. I just like, yeah, they've had destiny questions and I'm like, dude, it's like this. No. If you have Okay. questions about destiny hit wayne up on yeah. google plus if you have questions about movies hit fill up on twitter yeah there we go see everybody knows something and if you have questions about technology i'm sure brendan knows about it because mm. he has lots of stuff i only know about toys and i don't think people collect that though. yeah no they'll ask you about toys i do and horror stuff too and horror stuff but apparently Especially horror not toys ones. yeah I like good horrors, and I like bad horrors. I like a variety of I horrors. I know you do, Mel. I'm just teasing you. <sighs> Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>